welcome to Life, Death, and Cookies. I'm Shar Tanner. And I am Oliver Tanner. And this week is part two of planning for a future that you know you won't share. Today we're going to be focusing a little bit more on the practicalities of what it might look like to plan for a future that uh, you won't be uh, living together. Um, not that you're not living together, but one of you isn't living. Yeah. Uh, so last week we focused on why you might want to plan for a future without your significant other. So if you missed that, please go back and listen to that one first. And today we're going to be talking more about what kinds of things what you should What it'll look plan. like, yeah. Um, and before we get into the nitty gritty of it, I just wanted to say that this doesn't just include people like us where we know I'm going to die early. These are conversations you should have if you're both totally healthy. I mean, maybe not as in depth, but you, you talk about it for, like you talked about last time, the contingency plans, right? Right, right. So just that caveat um, before we move on. If you're listening to this, you're like, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Right. This It applies to everyone. And, and I think that we're going to touch on it a little bit later, but, you know, just also... Look, contingency planning is good. Uh, you should always have contingency plans. But um, if everything is going good, uh, everybody's healthy, it's good to have a plan, but you don't necessarily need to get lost in it. You can get overly distracted with this sort of thing. Yes. Um, so this is for everybody, but I think that it does need to be said that it is especially and more applicably for people who do have a terminal diagnosis. Yes, that's true. So I guess uh, how to plan is how we can start. And I think that the most important thing is that you do it together. Right. Even the things you talk about, maybe the things that are really important to you, you would want to write down and add right. it to your legacy binder or wherever you're putting all your, you know, if it's a digital legacy binder, you know. Definitely, you know, this is a conversation. It's not a dictatorship or... Right, and it's, you know, as you go through uh, different situations and circumstances in life, uh, your plan may change, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's something that um, we're going to talk a little bit about. Just, we had a conversation, I guess I'm talking about it right now. We had a conversation after our episode last week mm -hmm. um, that we kind of changed some of our not the ultimate goal, right. but some of the methods well, to what, get there. Well, what we talked about was, um, I think here was more of a re-clarification of what exactly our real goal was, right? It's like I've talked about prioritization mm -hmm. a lot of times, and that was kind of what our discussion was. You know, there's lots of different goals that a person may have. You're not likely to be able to achieve every goal that you ever set or everything that you want yeah right um lots of things that you can want but not everything is necessarily achievable right at once and maybe some things you're gonna have to give up on at some point but the really most important things those are the ones that you want to make sure uh you achieve and that was really what we did was we said okay so what is really the most important thing and we decided on what 
that most important thing for us was. And then we said, okay, well, if this is the most important thing, then what, how does that affect the other things? What follows, right? And we uh, went through a logical line of thought. We followed it to the end and we found that kind of the real things that we want overall really did have an effect on all of the other little goals. Yes. Yeah. Right? And one of the things that you brought up in that conversation was you were saying, well, are you going to be upset that we might not be able to accomplish some of these other things? Mm -hmm. Right? And that's something that you need to take into account when you have your own little planning session. And you need to... Uh, as you go and you make your plan and what I said to you was if we don't get to this thing that I've really wanted but we don't get there because we choose to do this other thing then I'm okay with it because um, so I, I know we're kind of I keep saying things yeah. and it sounds kind of confusing right so one thing that I've wanted for forever is uh, I've wanted to build a monolithic dome home right and we have this land i want to build this it is a big important and thing and this has me. been something that is also a dream of mine you know yeah it, you, we, we want to have a home yeah together and if you die and we are unable to uh, accomplish that goal then i am going to be disappointed right um clearly um However, there are other things that we want to do. One of those big things that we've wanted, so that, that monolithic dome home thing, that came into our marriage probably like, what, two, three years in, yeah, something yeah. like that? Well, one thing that was actually there before, before we even got married yeah. um, was we wanted, you know, so I served a mission for our church when I was 19, um, you had wanted to go on a mission. Yes. And um, you didn't because you married me instead. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so uh, it was a thing. We had a discussion about it and we said, okay, you know what? We're going to make sure that a mission happens later uh, because in the church, uh, so young people can serve missions. And then when you're older, um, senior couples, couples yeah. can serve missions uh, with their spouse, mm -hmm. right? And uh, so we decided that, that was a thing that we uh, were going to do. And the fact of the matter is, um, with this genetic mutation that could drastically shorten your life, that really affects our hopes and dreams of making that happen. Yeah. And so we said, you know what? That thing is... A higher priority so there were some things that we need to uh, reorganize and shuffle around right and so you know kind of long story short I know we're kind of taking the long way around here I apologize for that but you know if we aren't able to build the dome home but we are able to serve a mission together sure I'll be disappointed there's always gonna be some disappointment but what there won't be is regret. And that, I think, is the thing that is harder to deal with, is regret, mm -hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, it will be not due, and 
yeah, this is this is another thing to understand. Just because a thing doesn't happen, just because disappointment occurs, does not mean that depression is going to set in or that everything is horrible. I find that a lot of times what is the difference between getting depressed about something or being disappointed about something is a matter of was it something that you chose? Is it because of a choice? Or is it because you uh, were trying to achieve something and you failed at it? Right? And so, yeah, if if we don't get the house built because of a choice we make, that's going to be easier than if we tried to build the house and then, you know, everything we tried failed and mm-hmm. that fell apart. That's harder to deal with. Well, and I think a thing that comes out of this and kind of leads into the next point we have here is if you want something to happen, it's not going to just happen. You have to, for, I mean, usually, unless you get right. lucky, you're going to have to make a plan. And if we want to do that mission, you know, when that usually happens later in life, then I'm probably going to live. We're going to have to do some moving around, finagling to make it happen. Right, right. And that, you know... Looking at that, prioritizing that, like I said, you know, you you set a goal, you clarify, and then you see uh, as you follow it through to, okay, how do we make this achievable? Uh, then you start to see that it affects all of these other things, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, you know, with our little plan that we put together, it's affected a lot of our other life goals, and it's affected a lot of our plans. However, I will say, in the aftermath of that discussion, I do feel like we have a clearer view forward yes. to the future. Mm-hmm. And um, I realize that this is what we're planning is our future together, not our future when you're gone. Yeah, but that leads right? this. Sorry, go ahead. Right, but you know, having a plan for our future together helps to make a more realistic plan for when you're gone yes and I think like um as I was going to say as we prepared or for this episode after we were to the last episode I started thinking that maybe we were focusing on the wrong thing we were focusing on the after and then but as we saw we started thinking about oh well what do we want together before I die and that's really important and um so we were, you know, like we said, we reevaluated. We don't need to rehash that. But, um, but I also came across an article um, by Russell Nelson that kind of went along with uh, what I was thinking. It says, "Yes, you should learn from the past, and yes, you should prepare for the future. But only now can we do." So, um, you know, yes, we want to plan for the future that we have together, and once I'm gone but we need to live in the now and I know we're gonna I mean we keep talking about that and that goes along with our motto that we came up with a couple of episodes back right where yes you're gonna die but but until you're dead then you you need to live yeah and don't uh yeah I think that the update our update on memento mori speaks to uh, not just existing, but, you know, life is there to live it, so go and live it, Mm -hmm. you know, and get the most out of it, you know, I don't know, I guess 
other people uh, do the whole carpe diem, seize the day kind of thing. And, and I guess it is kind of that same idea. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much more than really how to plan, but that's kind of, uh, it's just, you know, it's the same type of thing as goal setting. Okay, so then I think it's a matter of what to plan. Um, and maybe uh, more importantly to plan for while you're living. Uh, so this could include an advanced directive and I think we're going to do uh, yeah, in the an future, episode on that in the future, yeah. right? Sorry, what were I you was saying? just going to do it for people that maybe doesn't don't know what that is. It's kind of like what your medical wish, wishes are. Oh, okay. Um, if you no longer, well, both, or maybe that's a different thing. When if you no longer can speak for yourself, mm -hmm. um, what you want, or even if you can, you know, this is what I right. want. Um, when I'm can't speak for myself or when I'm done. Right. Um, like, if you can't speak for yourself, then I'm pretty sure what you'll want is for uh, somebody to make a batch of cookies for me every day to make sure that yes. <laughs> I'm good to go, right? So, yeah, you want to, um, so what, yeah, yes, cookies is, and the cookies we're having today. Yes. <laughs> most especially. Yeah, especially. <laughs> so, our cookie, just quick little preview our cookie today is my favorite cookie yes ever so you want to be planning it's more you know goal plan goal goal setting sorry goal setting and planning mm -hmm. um whatever it may be like you said the stuff while you're living and the stuff for after planning for the future um so right. it can take it'll be specific everyone's gonna have different things but these are just kind of some general and, things. And there's a lot of practicalities as well. Like uh, your living situation uh, without the other person there, will you be downsizing? Mm -hmm. You know, and you got to think about how much space do you want to take care of? Clean up and everything else? Um, or, I mean, I don't know if you might want to maybe move in with one of your kids or find a retirement community i yeah. guess or or something like that or even moving somewhere completely new like say you're living like for, for instance um i knew we knew a family that they lived in a certain place where we lived because the weather or the atmosphere i don't remember what helped with their kids health in some way mm -hmm. and then then the wife was like well, yeah, our kids are gone. Why are we staying here? You know, so maybe it's a thing. If that's, I mean, that's, if that's a thing that you're in a place. Right. But also, I think uh, another consideration with that is, you know, I'll be honest. Um, so we've moved around a lot. Uh-huh. Right. And when you die, I could go move anywhere, really. Mm -hmm. Right. And we've done it so many times, it really wouldn't be that big of a deal, necessarily. But at least the way that I'm thinking right now, uh, after you die, I'm probably not going to want to move ever again because I will want to be able to visit your grave, right? And that is something that I think will be important to me, to be able to continually be able to visit where you are laid to rest. So, you know, I'm going to want to make sure that I am in a 
place where I can have some kind of permanence. Maybe I'm not in a permanent home, but settling down permanently in at least an area. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's one thing when we've talked about plan another planning thing, a lot of times people will buy their plots ahead of time. And we, we had almost done it when we yeah. were in Hannah in Wyoming, and I'm glad we didn't. And so now I'm a little bit more hesitant because I never know, you know, what's in store for us. <laughs> right, right. But we do feel, I think we feel fairly strongly uh, that this is kind of the end of the line as far as moving around and moving our family all over the place. We really want to make uh, this our permanent home and we really want to settle down here. And a lot of it is um, the access to uh, medical care yeah. that you have here that we really didn't have readily available in Wyoming. Yes, yeah. So some of those practical plans could also include whatever other hopes and dreams you might have for the future. Um, differences in our individual long-term goals uh, for life because you have different long-term goals for life than I do because I know that barring accident or some unforeseen circumstance, um, I'm going to be here longer. So yeah, that's where it comes in that this is really just what to plan. You can't put a whole, these are just some ideas because it's going to be specific as to your situation, you know, those life, life goals. So Right. So let's give some examples. Um, so, like for example, when you think about your life plan, you're thinking about up to age what? Like 50, 50 55 is... Okay. I, I cross my fingers sometimes for 60, but I think that's wishful thinking. Okay. So, realistically, maybe 55. Mm -hmm. Okay. And... What do you uh, see, uh, like what position do you see the whole family being in as far as at that age for you? Well, at that point, all of our kids will probably be out of the house. I don't, you okay. know, they'll all be grown up, hopefully married. Yeah. And so you'll, you'll and, it'll and be we'll just, probably have some grandkids. Yeah. So the grandkids will all probably be pretty young. Yeah. And it's so it would just be us two at home. Right. Uh, and home. our kids uh, who have the gene will not have really started having problems yes. yet, most likely. Mm -hmm. um, so that's going to be kind of, th that's what you anticipate yes. for the future. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so your planning goes up to that one. Yes. My planning, um, you know, I look into the future and there are indicators in my family history and in odd notes. Other areas in my life that give me the expectation that I should probably expect to live a long time, mm -hmm. right? And so, when I look at the future, I don't look to the time when my uh, grandchildren are little. I look to, I think that I have uh, a fairly reasonable expectation of living until um, all three of our kids with this mutation have all 
seen serious problems and have all passed away from it, right? And so I'm looking at a situation where I see my grandchildren go from being small children to growing up and maybe even entering adulthood, right? And so my planning has to go beyond that. My goals, um, long-term for the future, revolve a lot around uh, those future grandchildren that we don't even have yet. Mm -hmm. You know, and I want to make sure that I can help to take care of them uh, when uh, our children die. And I will make a, I, I end up giving away all my negative qualities in this podcast, but I will admit that I have a hard time, like, plant to seeing past, because I know that you have some really big goals to past when I'm gone, and Mm -hmm. I have a hard time because I'm like, well, I I just want to enjoy what I have while I have it, you know, and so I, I do have a hard time getting into the groove with those goals that you have. And, and yeah. I know you know that and um, and we talk about it and 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 it's not that I don't want those things it's just like it's only 10 years left for me and right, right. we're still you yeah know, I think that what you're getting is that sense of running out of time yeah you know and that is an area where I think that we need to understand and acknowledge that you and I are living um, some very different experiences. You have that sense of running out of time. I have the sense of running out of time with you, but the sense of I've got lots of time. Uh, not that I've got all the time in the world to do everything, yeah. uh, because I don't feel that, but uh, you feel the end coming on, I don't. Mm-hmm. I really do feel the urgency, though, to like have everything like that's why I asked like if we don't have our house by the time I die you know is that gonna be because I know that's something you've talked about a lot is that you want to make sure and have a house at least for a little while that I get to enjoy it before I die right Right. the house that we've been talking about for years you know right and um I want to leave you and our kids in a place where it's, I mean, obviously it's not going to be easy, but easier when right. I'm gone, right. you know, um, and in that place where we have, um, you know, all of our dreams of, of business and being successful that we're at that point. So that you want to leave us in a place of at least some kind of accomplishment or at least well on our way, not uh, at a place of we're still struggling and just trying to put survive, yeah. our life, yeah, survive, I guess that's a good yeah. way of putting it. Exactly. When, I mean, things are going to be hard enough when you die, it would be nice to not have everything else uh, to deal with as well. Well, yeah, and that's getting down into something down here that, you know, that you've expressed you want, I think we talked about in the last episode as well, you want to be able to um, have something that you enjoy to keep you busy, 
to kind of get through the time. Right. Right? right. Do I understand that correctly? Um, I guess. I don't know if I would, I've ever really put it quite like that. But, yeah, yeah I, I want, you know, there's a possibility. I can see a world where I get swallowed up in the loss and I'm kind of going, what in the world do I do? Um, and so I do. I want uh, something else. And this is part of why having a plan is important for me. So that I can say, okay, Shar's um, gone. I knew this was going to happen. And I need to carry on. And this is what I need to do to carry on. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know, I guess, maybe that's a plan. Uh, I, I don't know how else you would phrase it. Uh, but yeah, I, I want something to, I guess, keep me busy. But I want other things left that I need to accomplish and things that I know uh, I'm going to be trying to accomplish without it, right? But at the same time, um, and this is another part of the plan that we have talked about many times, and it is kind of a harder thing to talk about, is uh, there's this big question of when you're gone, do I get remarried to somebody else? Uh-huh. It, it just seems a little weird me talking to you about getting married to somebody else i don't think it's very weird though because like i um i remember my when my brother died my sister-in-law mentioned that they had talked about mm -hmm. it you know he was definitely in that like i'm gonna die soon phase so uh -huh. i don't i think that it's not a weird thing i think people talk about it so in some of our discussions that we've had because not all of our discussions have been like super positive oh yeah you should definitely get remarried oh right? yeah and there have been times when you've uh expressed some feelings about you know feeling like oh well i'm just going to get replaced and what if uh you get remarried and you like your new wife more than you like me mm. or something else and so I think that it is important, and this is, you know, kind of what I responded to in that conversation. It is important to understand that the things that you and I have gone through, the, those parts of our life that we've shared together, are irreplaceable. And I don't really know how any of this works out, to be honest, because I haven't lived it. Yeah. I haven't done it. But I do know that nobody could replace you, Shara. <laughs> um... And, you know, like a, a friend of mine, uh, when we lived in Wyoming, a friend of ours, really, uh, his wife passed away. Mm -hmm. It was rather unexpected. I did everything that I could to help him uh, through all of that. Tried to help him through the next year, I think year and a half, uh, before we moved from Wyoming. Mm -hmm. And... We went back to Wyoming at one point to visit and to get some things that we had left there. So this was maybe, I think, two, maybe two and a half years after she had passed away. And I was talking to him, and, you know, when she died, uh, he was he was very uh, broken up about it. And he was like, yeah. under, very understandably so. And he really loved her. Um, and he was like, you know, I'll never love another woman. I, there could never ever be I, another woman for me and all this stuff, right? And, 
And I understand all of that. I understand all of how he was feeling. And when we went back and he was talking to me, he said, you know, I really wish that I could uh, get married again. Not for anything other than just to have someone to talk to. Right? And he just talked about the fact that he was just lonely. You know, and the fact of the matter is that, yeah, you know, uh, I talk to you about everything. And when you're not there for me to talk to, even just talking to, you know, that I think is going to be one of those hardest things. And so what is my plan for the future when you're not there for me to talk to anymore? Honestly, I don't know. Um, I I don't know what I'm going to do. So those are real discussions and real issues that you need to face and you need to plan for in your planning for the future. And I think part of that goes into like what stage of life you're in too for whoever's dying. You know, mm-hmm. if you have young, like say we were still going to have young kids when I die. It might be a real practicality to try and right. I mean, I know we I mean, you might you might want some help raising those children. Yeah. You know, And I realize, uh, you know, single parents, uh, there's lots of great single parents out there and kudos to you. Good job. Thumbs up. Um, I know it's got to be difficult, um, but if there's a way to not have to be a single parent uh, and, you know, things have to work out relationship wise and all that, but. I think that if you have young children, that that is a thing you got to think of and you got to decide, you know, am I going to try and do this single parent thing or do I really need and want some help? And realize that it's okay if you need help. Well, and I say, yeah, you don't want to marry just to be someone to be your babysitter, but you do, that's part of the planning. Like, what is the plan if you have young kids? You know, you had a an ancestor that his wife died early right Mm -hmm. and he did a a maid right ordered a maid right and to help did he have kids yeah Yeah. he had um so he had three children at the time his wife died um like right after giving birth to their fourth child okay and then the fourth child died like a week later okay okay um he had a business to run he had lots of things to do so he ordered a maid uh, so this is my great grandfather Joseph Echito mm-hmm. right he ordered a maid from the Basque country mm-hmm. to be sent over uh, she comes over and she came over to take care of the house and to take care of the kids mm-hmm. and then um, look I don't know the story but they ended up being married Yeah. and they ended up having I think it was three more children uh-huh. together Okay, uh, the youngest of whom was my grandmother. I'm just saying, like I said, you don't want to marry someone just to be your maid and your and your babysitter. Right. But, you know, in that case, he hired someone. Yeah. And then they ended up, I'm, uh, well, I'm it, assuming, it was falling a, in love. It was a practical uh, solution. And it's okay to... Uh, look at practical solutions to problems and then maybe something develops out of it. Yeah. You know, and you're going to have to use your own discernment on 
what your situation is. But um, I think that it's what I'm trying to get to is that it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have young kids, you need to have a plan. If you're an older couple and you're going to be an old man left behind and you might need help, then you need to have a plan for that, whatever that might look like. Um, then what's another thing to plan for is life insurance money. Um, and we'll have an episode in the future talking about life insurance and what you might want to do with life insurance. Um, but you need a plan for that so that the people left behind just don't go party right. and spend it, all your money. Well, and you need to, I'm sure we'll go over this in our life insurance episode, but you, that life insurance plan is something that you need to actually set in place years before. Mm -hmm. uh, we started your life insurance how many years ago? What, like five, six years ago? Something like that? Uh, we've been here four years? Yeah, it was probably six or seven years ago. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was a while ago. Um, but, you know, life insurance is not a thing you can wait till the last minute. Yeah. Oh, and we touched on this a little bit. Plan for the combating of depression or the overwhelming sadness. Because just because you're sad, I'm going to put in here that there's a big difference between bereavement and depression. Right. And even if you're sad for a year or more, does not mean you're necessarily depressed. There's a difference. But having a plan to kind of get through all of that. Right. And, and that kind of goes into what I was talking about, the loneliness. Yes. Right? I don't know how you really make too solid of a plan for dealing yeah. with that kind of stuff. Um, maybe have somebody who you can talk to. Mm -hmm. um, if that means making sure that you live near one or more of your kids, have more family gatherings uh, during that time, whatever it is. Um, making habanero chocolate chip cookies. Having somebody make you a batch of habanero chocolate chip cookies every day. <laughs> that a, might be all that you really need. Yeah, I mean, whatever, you know, finding, kind of, I mean, like you said, you can't totally have a solid plan for that because you don't know how it's going to be, but kind of having some things um, that you think might help, you know. Well, that's what a plan is. Yeah. Is there anything that you think that we missed that you should cover in planning for a future you won't share? Let us know. Book. Yeah, go on Facebook and comment anything that you feel like we missed or anything that you think we should explore deeper in future episodes yeah like the life insurance and the advanced directives yeah things that you you want to hear so um we're getting ready to go on to our cookies but before we do that um we'd like you to go we have two places to choose from that you can go um either our anchor profile or our website um scratchmadeliving.com um both will have linked in the description on the anchor profile, I want um, you to click on the support button and uh, just check it out to see how that works. And if you're um, on Scratch Made Living, um, you would go to the shop section, which is further down on our page, um, and click on the shop section and there's a donation form there. Um, these are both new features that we have on um, Anchor and on our website. Um, and if you find our con content useful 
and you'd like uh, to help us out and so that we can continue to do these episodes, we would be really grateful if you can. If not, we're still here. It's not required. You can still enjoy this yeah. content. Yeah. And in the future, we're planning on having a shop that you'll see on that page if you choose to look at scratchmadeliving.com in the shop. You'll see we plan on having merch and stuff in the future that you can donate in that way and get something extra other than just watching our content. Yeah, and, and we kind of did this. Uh, I know a lot of uh, different creators, uh, content creators, there you go, uh, like to use services like Patreon, right? Where uh, they set donations and maybe they offer some exclusive content. Uh, I would like to figure out a way to do some kind of, so we can figure out some kind of exclusive content to offer uh, people who contribute but you know we kind of decided to step away from things like Patreon uh, just because you know every one of these things they take their cut too yeah. and it's just another middleman and if anybody really does want to contribute uh, you know, we appreciate uh, Very all of so. those contributions, but we also uh, want your money to go towards what you're wanting it to go towards. If you're contributing, then I mean, my assumption is that you're not really trying to make a bunch of money for Patreon. So I don't know. I could be wrong about that. So that's kind of why we set it up the way that we have. No pressure to. Uh, donate or anything if you feel so moved we would appreciate it and it will help us to be able to uh, do some better things uh, you know expand our capabilities as far as equipment goes uh, maybe getting guests to come down here mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff and we want to improve this podcast we want to improve what we offer you and make it the best that it can possibly be so anyway, let's eat some cookies. Yes. So this week, uh, you you already gave it away earlier. Yeah. But uh, we have habanero chocolate chip cookies. And so these are cookies that actually... Um, so the idea was mine, but I actually figured out the ratios and formulated the recipe... Uh, with our daughter Lindy, the two of us work together on this. So this is our recipe. Mm-hmm. It's not my recipe. So it's one we won't be giving because she's hope or we're hoping to someday do a cookie cookbook. Yeah, yeah. At some point in the future, um, that's kind of one of our projects we're working on is uh, working on. A cookie cookbook and I believe that would be published under Lindy's name mm-hmm. and uh, these the recipe for these will be in there and these are without any question my absolute favorite cookies ever there's a process we use okay it's almost akin to magic Okay. <laughs> that brings the heat of the hubnail down and we can control how hot these cookies are. And I remember the first time we made one, the first time we gave it to you, because you were thinking this is going to be gross, chocolate chips, habaneros, 
right? The first thing that you said after you ate it, you were like, why in the world isn't everybody doing this? And you were like, this is the perfect way to use habaneros. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are the perfect cookies to have with milk because sometimes they are a little bit on the hot side for me. I mean, cookies and milk are classic combination anyway. If it's a little bit too strong for you, then you're like, oh, I can solve that with the milk. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we originally tried just a sugar cookie with habaneros like years, like before Lindy was even born. Right. And, and there were several problems with that recipe that we just kind of let persist for years. We solved all the problems with this cookie. The consistency is perfect. I mean, if you look at it, that's nice and thick for for all the people who are watching on video. They are really, really good. Um, I don't know if they're my favorite, but chocolate chip, probably my favorite chocolate chip. I keep eating this. I- Seriously, you put habanero chocolate chip cookies in front of me. That's all I'm going to do. So, when I die, someone's got to have the recipe to make them for me. That's right. (laughs) Thanks for joining us this week on Life, Death, and Cookies. And as always, we love and appreciate every one of you guys. And we're going to close with our motto, Memento Mori, Uscuergo, Vivere. Which is, remember, you will die. Until then, live.